Hey guys, welcome to the On the Church Walls podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Fields, and each week I am sitting down with a friend of mine to discuss how Christians can navigate through today's confusing world. My goal for you is to listen and be able to walk away more empowered, confident, and inspired to share the truth of the word and the love of the Father with others. On the show with me today is Jeremy Alger, lead pastor at the New Cumberland Church of the Nazarene, who is passionate about ministry. In this episode, we are discussing the importance of finding rest in the Lord and its impact on your life, both daily and long term. And with that, let's kick it. Hey, Jeremy, first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show with me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm excited. This should be fun. I've been really looking forward to our uh, discussion, but to start, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. Um, so this, I, I feel like I'm going to sound like a weirdo, which maybe is accurate, but um, normally, you know, people ask that question and you tell them like your job, your relationship status, your location. Um, but I, and I will tell you those things, but I, I'm a Christ follower. Like I'm trying to do my best for the Lord. And if any of those other three things change, that's still who I am. So that's the first thing. Okay. Then uh, my job, I am the pastor of the Nazarene church in New Cumberland, West Virginia. I'm originally from Flint, Michigan. And uh, I am married. I've got two kids. Grace just turned three, and uh, Carl's going to be five this summer. So, that's me. Uh, I a couple of weeks ago, my mom said something similar to me about my social media bios, because it used to be I used to put like my school, and then some quote or like where I work or whatever, and and then Christ follower or like daughter of the king or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, that really kind of should be flipped. Right. And I was like, uh, yeah, you're right. It's kind of something I didn't think about until now. But at the moment, it is definitely at the forefront of my social media bios. There we go. So very cool. Today, we are talking about resting in the Lord. And I think that is something that is often overlooked in our faith walks. So how would you describe rest? Is this sort of something that we need to be doing daily? Or is it something that we can just do when we feel the need to do it? Yeah. Um, well, nobody would argue against physical rest. You know, like no one's saying, we'll just rest and sleep on the weekends. Um, we, we you know, we're all fighting to get as much sleep as possible. Um, but, you know, resting in God, you know, spiritual rest, it's, I don't know, I read uh, one, one person was talking, he was forecasting for 2020, and he spoke about decision fatigue, about our minds being exhausted, um, you know, and, the, you know, this stay-at-home pandemic thing we're doing, um, it's adding stress uh, to, you know, our spirits are tired, and uh, our heads and our hearts need a break, and, and that is spiritual rest, you know, a time resting. Uh, with God. And, and I think we need to find a pattern in our lives that allows us to find that rest. Um, and yeah, so I think it's probably, you should probably have a way to do that on a daily basis, but also we do need to have something that we've learned. We need to find the buttons that we can press to really respond immediately to get rest when we need it the most, just quickly get us in that space and that mindset and that place of rest. So it's both really. Right, right. For me, I feel like resting is something that I've struggled with more times than not. My life is very go, go, go. And at first, it would feel very weird for me to rest and devote time to the Lord in resting. And I mean, I feel like I'm always doing something between work, uh, grad classes, extracurricular activities, volunteer work. It just kind of feels 
nonstop some days yeah. from um, morning till evening. And I was reading an article about how to handle rest. And the author described our culture as having compulsive mobility. And that phrase just kind of stuck out to me so much because as a society, we have fallen under this idea that we always have to be going somewhere or have to be doing something, which that idea doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon necessarily. Um, I feel like we push ourselves to do more and more and more. So what are your opinions on the hustle hurry culture? What trends do you see in our society that influence this type of fast pace culture? Yeah, well, I think, I mean, you hit it. The word more is right there. Like it's this more mentality um, that, you know, we just, there's more to do. There's more opportunity. And so just go for it. And at the same time, there's also FOMO, like playing a part in this. Like, well, I just have to do something because what if something really good happens and I'm not there? Um, you know, but what I heard, I heard this also from a different podcast. Someone said that if more is the goal, then there's no real destination for you. And more importantly, there's no off ramp, which means you just keep going and you never get there. I, I read a book not too long ago about the behaviors of millionaires versus billionaires. And I don't have to worry about that myself, but it was interesting. Yeah. Um, it was interesting because the author said that millionaires see life as kind of a playground. Like they have the freedom to do what they want. You know, spend what they want, etc. But billionaires see life as a competition, and they basically you go from being a millionaire to a billionaire by getting to millionaire, and then you're like, that's not enough, and you just keep going and going and constantly competing. You know, we talk about this societal trend, but ultimately, and and we know this, society and culture are missing the mark. You know, going with the flow is not getting us where we want to be, uh, as far as with the Lord and with His plan for us, and so. You know, the, the person who burns the candle at both ends, you know, they burn out quicker. We know that. And and from time to time, you're going to find some person that's, you know, on, on their deathbed. And they're like, you know, I went all bore, full charge every day. And I didn't, I loved every minute of it. And they really celebrate it. But those people are the exception to the rule. Most of us just get drained and we lose our excitement, our passion and our abilities. I saw a study that said people that make basically about $65,000 a year, when you get to that number, Basically, every, everyone above that is content uh, for the most part in general. Like if you make 65 grand, your needs are met. And so you're comfortable and at peace. But if you like really struggle from there to make, get up to say 90 or even double it, you're not going to find yourself much more happy. Uh, there's just once you once you get to this level where you're you're safe and secure, like there's jo- the joy is there. And so then you find room for margin um, and for the rest and, and relaxation. But the idea that somehow more is always better, it's not true. And and it leaves us lacking. Which is really scary when you think about how materialistic our society can be sometimes. And I think at one point or another, in some way, we can all struggle with that kind of thing, just wanting more, especially when the media is constantly pushing that at you. Sure. So, I mean, as busy and productive and high energy does our society might be we have to remember that the lord has called us to rest he literally commands us to rest and has called us to stop our work sometimes and remember who he is and what he's done for us you know i think that's a big part of rest um remembering the lord and what he's doing in your life and what fruit he is uh bearing in yourself you know yeah um i actually i read i heard one influencer was talking and you know social media kind of person they said that they were they were hustling to get photo ops to create good posts, but they were failing to make memories. 
uh, in the meantime. Like they could look back at a photo and they don't remember exactly what even was happening because they were just striving to get that photo. And uh, we just, we miss so much about what's, what we're built for when, when it's just go all the time. Mm, and I've, I've felt unrestness. Is that a word? <laughs> I'm, we're going to call it a it word. Restlessness, uh, especially when I don't divide out a time that I am not on my cell phone. Mm-hmm. I can become very engulfed in, uh, in communicating through my cell phone, whether that's social media or just being dragged into the black hole of YouTube videos. And honestly, after a while, even just doing that is very exhausting and just takes a, you know, it takes your focus when you're supposed to be resting in the Lord and you're resting in your cell phone. Um, it's very exhausting and you're not getting that um, replenishment of what the Lord is trying to fill you up in. Sure. And I mean, like, don't, don't get me wrong there. There is work to be done. And if you're out there listening, don't think that we're sitting here advocating to just stop all progression in your life. Cause that's not what we're saying, but remember that work is from the foundation of rest and we need to embrace that every so often. God started the creation right off the bat and at the beginning of the Bible in Genesis 1-1 and stopped creating in Genesis 2-2. And that all happened because of God's sovereignness. If you just take a second to truly process that everything exists, all of us included, because of God's will and God's will alone, I can start to see really how I am literally an ant. And honestly, um, maybe something even smaller in the grand plan of what God has uh, for us. But an ant that has so much purpose and meaning to that plan. Have you ever thought of God in that way, in his bigness? And if so, what was it like for you when you started to truly believe that God is sovereign when we are at both at work and at rest? Yeah. Well, I personally, I've always felt like I was a big deal. Um, not, not in a healthy way necessarily. Um, but I remember back in, it was, I remember specifically, it was in 2004, there was this huge tsunami in Indonesia. And, and I had to look this up uh, as I thought about it, but 230,000 people died in this tsunami. And I realized just right there how small one person is. I thought, you know, um, you know whatever big deal I think I am, like amongst that 230,000 people, there were surely a few people as, as good or as cool or as important as me. And they're just dead now because of this wave. And... Um, the whole of scripture, though, you know, from Genesis, the creation story to Revelation, it just screams how big every one of us is to God. And, you know, even though a quarter of a million people in Indonesia died, they were all important to God. And the scope of our lives, we just we, we don't know until we can see life and time from God's perspective. And so so I think that coming to grips with that help it helped me, but it helps us accept both the smallness of, you know, our apparent input and impact, and, but maybe it also lowers the bar for our output. And so we can allow ourselves, give ourselves permission to rest. Um, but I think ultimately, you know, that rest, it allows, it improves our output uh, and our input impact without, it doesn't really increase it. We don't, you know, by resting, you don't do more work because you rest, but I think you do better work because you rest and you find your place and you fulfill your purpose that way. For sure. If you 
even take that and you talk about physical rest how much more are you productive when you have a good night's sleep opposed to if you're staying up half the night until 4 a.m and then i have to go to work at eight um my productivity is so much different and it is the same way in our walks with lord you know I was talking a few episodes ago that just when you're in the word and you stop being in the word for a few days, you can start to feel that. And I think that concept is the same for resting in the Lord, whatever you find that to be, whether that's reading the scripture, spending some time in prayer, singing praises to the Lord, whatever that you deem as rest, you know? Yeah. So what effects can start to happen in our lives if we sort of ignore God's command to rest? Well, I mean, burnout is the answer. It's obvious. I mean, that's what uh, people in my generation are talking about regularly now, um, burnout. But if, if you go full speed, you know, if you just live hardcore without stopping and you never stop to be with the Lord, then you find yourself in a crisis of faith eventually. And, and I think we're seeing that right now in a number of high profile leaders who have, you know, uh, actually left the faith and, you know, they very publicly cause they're sort of in that celebrity status and they're saying, you know, I found my faith is empty and they walk away. Um, if it's all about you and all about your hustle, then it's going to prove worthless eventually. But, um, most people, most people would say the hustle, they, they, the hustle is there because of some form of guilt or shame. They feel like they have to go. But I think behind that is this arrogance or confidence or expectation that they have in themselves. And that's un- unhealthy. And if they spent time with the Lord, if they understood who they were in him, then I think they would get a healthy sense of self, a healthy expectation. And it would enable them to slow down and enable them to, you know, accept their place to have find rest and to, to recharge in the best possible way. Absolutely. You're not holding yourself to some standard 24 seven that you have to have some kind of mask on that you're perfect and you have everything together and life is so good because let's be honest there are some times where life is full of struggles and we are not perfect and we are not good you know quite frankly I'm I like to say it's okay to not be okay and that is why the Lord takes us in because he knows this world is broken and that we need that rest in him yeah, I, uh, I heard a guy talking about the idea of Sabbath, about taking a day off. And a lot of us uh, think of it probably like, well, I'm so tired. I need to take a break right now. Um, but he said he decided that he was going to start his week with Sabbath. And so he was going to then when his week, when his work week started, he was fully charged, fully refreshed and hungry to get after it. Instead of just going until he's empty, resting until he feels OK and then going again he like fills up at the beginning and then goes forward. And I think if we think about rest as an opportunity to prepare us to launch into what we're really passionate about, then that it, be, it helps justify it and helps it makes it an exciting opportunity. That's really interesting. I never really thought of it as a propel for our weeks, but I think that's something very important to take yeah. note of. So what strategies do you have for finding rest in the Lord? Do you... Um go on walks do you sit amidst nature do you have to do something certain what does your kind of routine for sure well i'm i'm lucky in that my job enables me like i work at a church and so i literally walk into the sanctuary and find a place at the altar and just i can just stop myself there and i've got that you know built into my professional life and that's very easy for me but um outside of that like you know i know 
certain music, uh, helps me just get in that space, you, you know, especially if I'm just driving, uh, you know, my thoughts can wander when I'm driving, but certain music puts me in the right space and that keeps, keeps me there. Um, what I, I know that I need seclusion. Like I'm, I can't find this uh, in a group, but then, so I just find a space by myself and then, you know, I find a pattern of prayer. Uh, I'd like to start a prayer and then, then just breathe, like just get in, you know, the, the normal beginnings of prayer, you know, dear God, thank you. And all that stuff. And then just stop and breathe. And then I just, I just stay right there when I know that I have God's attention and he's got mine and just breathe. And then, you know, let that be my time for a bit. But you, you know, you listed nature. I think nature is awesome. Um, I've had numerous experiences uh, by water flowing water, like my spirit, just, I feel it moving. Um, absolutely. That's, that's a good, a good thing to do that helps me. But yeah, I think it's important to just find yourself, like know who you are and, uh, and do what, what you need to do. For me, I always found a good time and not now because we're not allowed to go anywhere, but, um, whenever I would be doing my morning commute to work, I would, be driving and it would just be me and the Lord, no music, no, no anything. And I felt that my prime time to be able to focus on God, because I am, when you're driving, obviously you should be focused. So, um, yes. So for me to, uh, have that focus and not be distracted by yeah. anything else, um, just really helps me whenever I'm driving. So say someone is listening to this out there and they just feel really overwhelmed, sort of. They know that they've been caught up in this hustle and hurry culture that our society preaches. What tips would you give to someone wanting to start that process? Well, the first thing, I mean, if they're sincere, then then ask God to help you grow into a healthy pattern. Like, just make that your prayer. When you feel yourself stressed, when you're like in that moment, when you're like changing your clothes, you can get to your next thing. And you and your mind just says, what is going on? I'm, this is too much. Like recognize that and program yourself to let that be a time where you just pray, God, help me find a good pattern. Like submit to God, this idea. It's a, it's a holy plan, a holy desire. So he will be faithful in helping you. So absolutely pray about it. Um, but for your thought process, I mean, think about, think about tithing your time. Uh, think about, you know, maybe not 10%, you know, Sabbath is one seventh. So that's even a bigger amount, but not necessarily a percentage, but think about giving part of your time and not just giving time of service, but give God time of attention that requires you to stop and wait and listen just because he's, he's asked for it. He's designed it and he's put it in the commandments. So just do that and see what he can do with your willingness and with your faithfulness. Mm, so many times when we pray and rest in the Lord, I feel that we sometimes look for a specific mm -hmm. answer, sort of the answer that we want, but sometimes that isn't the way that God always gives his answers. So that's when I think that truly actively listening to God is so important, you know, because a lot of times he's not going to straight up be like, all right, Aaron, you need to do this. You know, he's going to communicate in whatever way. And I think for me, a lot of that time is when I am deep diving in scripture and I am focused in what the Lord has truthfully and honestly said yeah. in his word. Absolutely. I, I agree. I think there are so many good things in his word that you just find sort of hidden there 
that if you're just if you look at scripture or or prayer for that matter as a task to be accomplished, you're gonna speed by it and miss it. But when we take the time, uh, it become it's always fruitful. It's always worth the the time that it takes. Um, I absolutely agree with you. Absolutely, and I think that's something that specifically my generation of millennials misses out on sometimes, especially when like we've been talking about societies just like go you need the answer now and if you don't get it immediately then you're not going to get an answer and with the lord that is not true sometimes his answer is yes and sometimes his answer is no and sometimes his answer is wait or not now and a lot of times we don't like to hear the wait not now and the no answer so you make so many insightful comments, and I am so thankful for having you on the show today, Jeremy. But before we close this episode out, I have some quick around-the-clock questions for you. Let's kick it. Okay? All right. <laughs> what is your Enneagram type and your top uh, Enneagram, I am a type 8. Uh, I'm a challenger. Uh, what I love about, about the challenger, I heard this quote about challengers, uh, is that uh, on my best day, I'm Martin Luther King. And on my worst day, I'm Joseph Stalin. Uh, and so because they're both eights, or they were. Uh, and so that's, I think that's a good reminder of kind of the range of, of where I can be and what I can do. Uh, my top love language is words of affirmation. Uh, I, I, I mean, I like them all. I like gifts. You know, I like uh, acts of service. I like touch with certain people. Um, but uh, words of affirmation just always have resonated with me. I like, I like to speak them into people and I lo- love to hear them. So that's me. So question two, what would the title of your biography? So this is an interesting question. I actually, as I've been thinking about, uh, you know, because I hear you're, you ask this question every episode, and uh, I, I do have a, a book title in my mind. But let me tell you, uh, I heard that Timothy Keller, the pastor and the writer, he said, don't write a book before you're 50. And so I'm not worried thinking about books for a while. But I have this title, but it's got to be kept a secret because I can't write the book for like 10 years. So I can't let somebody else have it. Um, so I have no, I, I have nothing, no answer for you. That's it. Wow, that was well, very you know, I built up. I built it up a little bit. I thought about it. You're right. I mean, you, you could have just been like, nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so our third and final question for you today is, how do you like Yeah, your I'll, I'll tell you what I tell everyone. Um, I don't drink coffee. I'm a Christian. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I don't really see it as a spiritual issue, uh, but um, I, I just don't like it. And, you know, people say, well, you get used to it. And I, well, that doesn't sound like a good thing if you have to get used to it to like it. So uh, so I just I never never enjoyed it. My parents didn't drink coffee either. So that's really that's really probably why. But that's not my deal. <laughs> well, thank you so much again for coming on the show today. I uh, appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us as we navigate. Yeah, this it was my pleasure. Aaron. I'm happy to support you in any way I can. Keep up the great work.